Welcome to this day in history class from HowStuffWorks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's October 24th. On this day in 1975, about 90% of the women in Iceland went on strike. The strike was known as the Women's Day Off, and it was originally proposed by a women's rights movement called the Red Stockings. But the idea of a strike seemed too aggressive for some of the nation's women, which was why it was reframed not as a strike, but as a day off. Once people started calling it the Women's Day Off, it got overwhelming support across the board from homemakers to labor unions. Calling it a day off instead of a strike also made it a little less likely that women would face retaliation from their employers if they participated in it. The issues at hand in the Women's Day Off were, number one, a huge pay disparity. Women were making about 40% of what men did. It was also to emphasize the value of women's work, both within and outside of the home. Women participated in the Women's Day Off regardless of whether they had paying jobs or whether they were doing work outside of their own homes. So women who had paying jobs didn't go into work that day. And women who worked as wives, mothers, and homemakers in their own homes didn't do the cooking and cleaning and childcare and other household support that they typically did. The effects of this were huge. Businesses with a largely female workforce had to close for the day. This included some types of factories, retail stores, and a lot of banks. Although at some of the banks, male supervisors did the work of their predominantly female tellers to keep the bank open, reportedly some of these tellers had a whole lot of errands to do at the banks that day, so their bosses were busy. Most of the newspaper typesetters in Iceland were also women, so newspapers couldn't publish their daily issues that day. Some of them did their printing after midnight, after the strike was technically over. They did this with much shorter issues that were mostly about the strike. Some of the businesses that had to close for the day were also, of course, businesses that were closely associated with mothers and their children, like daycares and schools. A lot of men wound up taking their children to work that day or they stayed home to take care of the children. And stores sold out of a lot of easy-to-prepare foods. Sausages were a big sellout item because they were really popular foods among children and they were also really easy to cook. Also, as part of the Women's Day Off, there were rallies and demonstrations, including a massive gathering of about 250,000 women in downtown square in Reykjavik. This was more than 10% of the entire population of Iceland. The next year, Iceland created the Gender Equality Council and passed the Gender Equality Act. And then in 1980, Vigdis Finnbogadata was elected president of Iceland. This made her Europe's first female president and the first democratically elected female head of state in the world. She credited this strike with making it possible to do it. She said, quote, What happened that day was the first step for women's emancipation in Iceland. It completely paralyzed the country and opened the eyes of many men. Her election as president also represented a shift in Icelandic politics. 
Iceland had actually been one of the first nations to give women the right to vote in national elections. But by 1975, when the strike took place, women had really fallen behind in terms of actual representation in the government. There were far fewer women serving in the Icelandic parliament than in other countries where women had gotten the vote a lot later. There are, of course, still issues with gender equality in Iceland, including ongoing pay disparities, but Iceland has taken the top spot in the World Economic Forum's Global Gender Gap Index every year from 2009 to 2017, which is the most recent year that the report has been published. There have, though, been other demonstrations about these issues, including the pay gap In 2016, Icelandic women held a walkout and left their jobs at 2.38 p.m. This was in recognition of estimates that they're paid 14 to 18 percent less than men. So in an eight-hour workday, they're effectively just not being paid after 2.38. Thanks very much to Eves Jeffcoat for her research work on today's episode, and thanks to Tari Harrison for her audio work on the show. You can subscribe to this day in history class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And you can tune in tomorrow for a largely forgotten shipwreck. 